It's time to talk West Virginia basketball. Coming from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia, this is the Full Court Press. West Virginia upsets number three Kansas 91 to 85 in Morgantown. It was pure jubilation. Here was coach Josh Eilert at the podium afterwards. Great day to be a Mountaineer. I know that one that one felt good. It, uh, that's what our guys needed, you know, for that, you know, confidence to to start uh, snowballing in the right direction. We bring in Anthony Lewis and Derek Bailey. Uh, guys, yesterday's win was much needed for a group that's been through everything. Uh, you get that signature victory, you storm the floor, and, and, and it, it was just a lot of fun. It always feels good to beat Kansas because they're kind of the benchmark of the Big 12 as they have been for the last 20 seasons. It's a fantastic win. Congratulations to the team, everybody. I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic about it. It's a great win. Uh, you beat a top three team at home, and this is the kind of game that we, we've been waiting for them to have. You kind of got everybody shooting well together. Seth Wilson comes in, goes three for three. Kobe Johnson's three for four. They give you big minutes. Uh, Pat Sumnick, who's arguably been the best, arguably been the best player on the team the last three or four weeks, gives you twenty on a guy that's seven foot one that you definitely aren't expecting it from. I mean, he scores twenty against Hunter Dickinson, played very well, and then Battle just does a little bit of everything. He led the team in points and rebounding. Great team win, great team effort. You know, early in the season, when West Virginia was losing to game, losing non-conference games, I, I said on this show, and I said it basically everywhere it could be heard that I just hope West Virginia can get a signature win, something at the end of the season that they can put in the highlight video at their dinner that they're celebrating, and it's it's just that signature win, and they've done it twice. They've had two big wins in the last week. They beat Texas, and they beat Kansas now, who's number three in the nation, one of the best wins ever in the Coliseum. So uh, great win for West Virginia. It'll probably – I'm hoping maybe this team is starting to turn the corner. We're going to see immediately Tuesday night. they got to go on the road. It doesn't get easy. Yeah, it never gets easy. But, you know, it seems like they're starting to play a little better now. They got their – they got – they kind of – the wheels fell off a little bit on them in Norman. But to come back to, to Morgantown to beat Kansas is a, is a great victory for this team. It's extremely simple. You got to make shots. West Virginia did yesterday. Twelve of twenty-one from downtown. Seth Wilson did his job. Like you mentioned, Kirk Creesa three of four from deep range. When it's everybody firing on all cylinders at once, this team has something. That's that's the key to me with college sport. Well, with just basketball in general. If you knock down threes, it's such an equalizer. I mean, it's been that way for years and years and years. The team that generally hits more threes generally wins the game. I mean, I'm a huge fan of just chucking threes all game long. Granted, that's not how you necessarily win. But you go 12 of 21 from three-point range yesterday. You're 12 of 18. You missed your last three. 12 of 18 from three to start the game. Really, You're going to beat a lot of teams. I don't care who you're playing. You're going to win a lot of games when you go 12 of 18 from three. And it wasn't just one guy. It was a combination. There were several guys hitting threes. You had Creasy. You had Wilson. You had even Kobe hit a three. Uh, a cook, a cook hits a three. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have a battle out there. You know, he's hitting shots from everywhere. So, I mean, it was a combination of all of them hitting threes. And that's how you win in college basketball now. It's one of the best first halves I've seen in West Virginia uh, probably in the last 20 years. When was the last time they put up 51 points in a conference game in the first half? Now, they've beat up you know, directional whatever before in those type of situations. But to put up 51 in the first half, and I'll be honest with you, one of the more impressive things to me was yesterday the rebounding. 
this team was getting after it on the glass. I, I think they'd been challenged a little bit by by Eilert, and and they they basically out rebounded. I believe Kansas by nine rebounds, which is if you told me that was going to happen yesterday morning, I would have laughed you out of the room because <laughs> you know Kansas is Kansas. Yeah. They're, they're usually known for defense and rebounding and. You know, West Virginia put it to them yesterday, especially on the glass. Mountaineers out-rebound the Jayhawks. Pat Sumnick outplays Hunter Dickinson. Plenty of things, like you mentioned, that if you told me at the beginning of the season, <laughs> I just would not have believed you. And to lead off the segment, we mentioned it being a signature victory. And that was the phrase we used all football season. Neil Brown really never had one, is yet to beat a ranked opponent, is yet to become ranked. And here's Josh Eilert beating Kansas and Texas consecutive weeks and he's coached what 17 games yeah I mean, I mean you know don't get me wrong you look at the record and you say oh well they're seven and 11 or whatever I think it's at the believe seven 11 so 18 yeah. games but he has defeated Kansas like that's a huge win whenever West Virginia gets it whenever West Virginia beats Kansas it's a massive victory and now you have a basketball coach that's in year one and he has that signature win that we've been waiting for a football coach to win for five years now. Nah, stop, stop beating up on the football. I, I just, I'm simply proving a point. Now, listen, and I will say this. Um, I don't know what Kansas's issue was. They but do. I will say this. in my With my eyes yesterday and in the, in the product I saw on the court, that's one of the worst Kansas teams I've personally sat and watched in the last, since they joined the Big 12 back in, what, 13, 12 or 13 yeah. Um, to me, they did not play very good defense. They were lazy on defense. They didn't rebound very well, and they were not shooting the ball well. Now, granted, they are the third-ranked team in the country, and they're probably going to come back and spank a few teams. But just what I've seen from Kansas, that's one of the worst teams I've seen. I'll, I'll say this about Kansas because I'm familiar with Hunter Dickinson. He is not a great defensive player. He struggles with guys that are mobile. You saw it yesterday. Sumnick drops 20 points. You would never expect Sumnick to drop 20 points on Hunter Dickinson. But at Michigan, his that was his main problem. He could not stop guys that were mobile. If you can get like the quickness and stuff like that, it really gives him fits. And overall, I thought what I saw out of Kansas was I, I saw a team that just looked like just – they were maybe overconfident. I don't know. They did not look like typical Bill self-coached teams to give up 91 points. Well, look, they, uh, listen, they were overconfident because apparently they didn't even come in for a shoot-around. Now, what's that tell you? Yeah, that's a, that's That tells you that they thought they were going to walk well, into Morgantown, which Bill Self has a poor record in Morgantown, and win. That's just a bad that's, – that's bad coaching. You, you've sent a bad signal to your team. We don't even need to shoot around, guys. Let's just go to the gym. We'll could, win tonight. Could that be weather-related, though? Did they get there late? No, I don't they know. They flew in they, early. Yeah, they were here the okay. whole day. Well, early, never, yeah. never mind, then. Never uh, mind. But apparently, I guess, Eilert told the team that they did not have the the day of shoot-around. They did go in on Friday, but they didn't do the day of shoot-around, which is unheard of. Usually, you go in just to get the blood moving a little bit, and they sat around the hotel watching – you know, HBO or whatever. Yeah, especially from a Hall of Famer. We would not expect that. At least at least get in the rec center, do something. Yeah, get a move. It's insanity. And, you know, at the end of the game, there was a missed call. They gave West Virginia a foul. Look, I don't want to hear Bill Self complain about any officiating <laughs> because when you go to Fall Gallon, you're down 50 before the game even starts. Here on Full Court Press later on, Bob Huggins joins the show. And stick around for our Alumni Hall trivia question. The Full Court Press will be back after these words from our sponsors. West Virginia's top high school basketball title will come together February the 5th through the 8th on the campus of West Virginia State University as Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout. 
The shootout has been extended to four full days this year. Come see the top boys and girls teams in the state battle it out. 32 games in all. The first game tip off at 9.30 each morning. Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout on the campus of West Virginia State University, February 5th through the 8th. For a complete list of games, visit Parmar Stores on Facebook and X. If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. Have you been injured at no fault of your own? The Masters Law Firm is on your side and here to help you in your time of need. With decades of experience, we've successfully helped clients recover hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation. Our team understands the toll that injuries take on victims and their families, offering both legal expertise and unwavering support. Visit our website at themasterslawfirm.com or call us today at 304-342-3106 for a free consultation. Your journey to recovery starts with us. Hi, welcome to Huntington. Hi, I'm calling with the asterisk free checking from your commercial. How long does the free trial run before fees start? Oh, our Astros free checking is always free to open and never requires a minimum balance. Really? Never? Like never ever? Yep, never ever. That's actually fantastic. Thanks. Thank you for begging with Huntington. Learn more at Huntington.com slash checking. Welcome to Huntington. For access to our social media and radio affiliate information, visit PressVirginia.com. It's time for our Full Court Press High School Basketball Spotlight. For more, I caught up with Coach Justin Arvon on the heels of last Saturday's 40-point win over Covenant Christian. Uh, so a couple of games this weekend, 81-41 over Covenant Christian, bounced back after a tough loss to Independence. Uh, just how, how do you feel about your squad going into the week? Well, we we feel pretty good. Uh, that loss to Independence w- was a frustrating one. Um, you know, our guys. I think to a man, we would tell you we we did not uh, perform at our our highest level there. We had thirty turnovers in that game, and uh, which is almost unheard of. And can't win games like that. Um, but then to bounce back the next day against a seven and three Covenant team, um, we were far better. Uh, we had, I believe, it was nine turnovers in that game. Um, and really controlled the possession real well, got up and down the floor, we're finishing uh, layups, rebounding the ball really well. So it was a good a good bounce back game. Um, so, so I feel pretty confident in our team's ability. It's just dependent upon whether we want to control the ball and control possession or if we want to throw the ball away some. Um, and a lot of that always is on the coaching staff to, uh, you know, determine, you know, lineups, uh, substitution patterns, things like that, um, and managing our team in that way. But uh, but I look I look forward to the rest of the year. We've only played eight games to this point. Got a top fifteen shooting guard out there, uh, Averick Woodson. What makes him dangerous? Uh, what allows him to be a difference maker out there? Well, his work ethic. Number one, uh, he's progressed every year. Uh, his freshman year, he was sitting on the bench down at the state tournament in the state title game. You know, after the game, he mentioned to me that, that he wanted to be back there. Um, so that's his goal this year. He's put in a lot of work in the offseason. I think he's gone uh, for 22 and 25 in the last two games for us. Uh, if you look at him stature-wise, he looks very thin. Uh, you know, he stands about 6'1", 6'2", but his wingspan is far greater than that. He's got extremely good length. He leads us in block steals and deflection. And, uh, you know, he's just a good defensive leader for us as well. Uh, in addition to that, like I said, he can score the basketball very well in multiple ways. And you got a freshman running the point in Keegan Davidson. What's given you the confidence in him uh, that early in his career to run the point? 
Well, what's given me the confidence is his confidence. Uh, from day one, he stepped in and, and, you know, was willing to be a leader on our team. And he wanted the ball in his hands. He wanted decision-making to be his each time up and down the floor. Uh, you know, almost to a fault at times. But when you're dealing with a freshman, I would much rather have to reel somebody in than push them along. And uh, he's the type of kid that may or may not need reeled in, but you're never going to have to push him along. He's going to be able to derive his own aggression, his own confidence. And uh, I think that filters to his teammates at times too. Um, again, kid may be small in stature, at, you know, comparatively to other point guards. Um, but in terms of confidence and ability, uh, I would take him 100% of the time. And then Aaron Hall down low, as you look towards the matchup against the Mavericks, what will he have to do uh, just as far as bringing physicality? Well, oh, Aaron is a 6'5 forward for us. He can really finish well around the rim. He's a good rebounder. He's a double-double type of kid every single day. Um, work ethic off the charts. When he first came to Greater Beckley Christian, he, he could barely dribble and walk. And uh, he's really turned himself into an all-state type of player this year. And, you know, the reality of it is when you have a kid like that on the inside, the uh, you know, the offense tends to have to run from the inside out there. And that's what we want. Uh, we want Aaron with a double-double type of game every day. It gives us the best chance to win. And uh, that's his capability. He can play above the rim. Uh, he can finish on just about anybody. So his focus and his strength and toughness in the paint and decision-making when he catches the ball out of the paint uh, is going to be a huge key for us. How long have you been on the sideline at GBC? And just what's your background in the game of basketball? Well, I, I played at Greater Beckley Christian when, and when I was in high school for Coach Brian Helton. Um, and he was my coach leading up, and then I was his assistant here um, for a few years prior to taking over after COVID. So 2021 uh, would have been my first season, 2020 into 2021, as the head coach at Greater Beckley. Um, basketball background, uh, I did you know sign with Bluefield College out of high school and then also played at the Bible College here in Bradley. That's Greater Beckley Christian head boys basketball coach Justin Arvon. You're listening to the Full Court Press Radio Show. Back with Hall of Famer Bob Huggins on the other side. Tired of manually updating your online payment information every time your card is lost, stolen, or expired? Let CardSwap from Summit Community Bank take care of it for you. CardSwap lets you update your payment information for multiple merchants and subscriptions all in one place. Simply add your Summit debit or credit card to CardSwap and we'll update your payment information automatically. Convenience when you need it most. That's service beyond expectations. Sign up for CardSwap today through Summit Community Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Hurricane. You know Gene and Ryan built their business the old-fashioned way by making friends. There are no gimmicks or games at Walker, just honest, fair deals, and their method is so straightforward it may shock you. Friendly service and a huge selection of inventory with more arriving daily. When you're ready for your next vehicle, take the short 20-minute drive from Charleston or Huntington to Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, just off the hurricane exit of I-64. Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, making friends one deal at a time. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we're back on Full Court Press featuring the Hall of Famer, Bob Huggins, who joins us in the studio. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. 
How about those Mountaineers Saturday upsetting the third-ranked Jayhawks? You were there. Uh, just what were your thoughts on the win? We made shots. Yeah. We made shots. They We, we played. That's that's as well as I've seen us play all year and uh, shared the ball, made, made hard shots. Uh, Pat was really, really good. I mean, that was about as good as you can get a guy to play. I don't even know. I know we've talked about Pat off, off the air. We we've had a couple conversations about him, but um, you talk about a, a young man that just kind of—I don't want to say—came out of nowhere, but he's put in the time, and um, you know, in the program, and and now he's starting to kind of uh, emerge as a leader on that team, especially a points leader. Well, I think number one, he's a great kid. I mean, he's he is really really a good person. Um, Secondly, he is a incredibly intelligent person. I mean, he's taken things that I, you know, that that I wouldn't want to put a whole lot of uh, guys in. I mean, because they're. I mean, he's he's a very high level uh, academic person, mm-hmm. and and he's and he's a he's really a good guy. And you talk about a guy who didn't who uh, who, who who just continued to persevere. You know, he didn't, he didn't back down. He, you know, he, he, he was on the bench early on and didn't pout, didn't sulk, you know, whenever he was called on, he did what he was supposed to do. And, and now look where he is. I mean, he's, he was, he was the best player on the floor. I mean, in terms of getting everything done, he was the best player on the floor. Are those the most fun players to coach, the ones that maybe even surpass your, your own or their own expectations? Yeah, I think I, I think so. I mean, we I've had a lot of guys like that. I've had a lot of guys that, that, that I've taken, and people are like, why did you take him? Um, because of the way he competes and, 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 and because of, the, of, of his I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to I'm going to continue to fight to fight. And those guys, uh, historically, uh, for me at least, have been turned out to be, uh, if not my best player, certainly one of our best players. I think all programs need guys like that. I think, especially in today's day and age, where you get a star athlete, they come in and have one good season, they may roll out on you. But if you've got a young man that came in, got bigger, stronger, faster, learned the system, and has proved to be coachable, at some point they're going to break out. Well, I, I thought it was it was it was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, that Kansas had a guy who's seven foot one and 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 probably close to three hundred pounds, and Pat just just wore him out. I mean, just wore him out. It was one of those things. He's, he's like looking like, is this guy going to stop? And, 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 and Pat got a couple fouls uh, being very, very physical with him, and, and that's that's what it took. And, and uh, I, I, had a, I had a great time sitting there watching Pat. I watched Pat more than I watched, watched the game, really. I mean, he was, he was terrific. Raekwon Battle had 23 in the game. And he just makes so many difficult shots. Carrying the torch of that primary scoring option, how much do you think Deshaun Butler on that coaching staff can kind of help him just as far as this is when to go, this is when to trust your teammates? Because he's carried that torch himself. Yeah, well, Day was, was our guy. 
He was the he was the go to guy. I mean, everybody every team really needs a go to guy, and I think Raekwon's been that go to guy. Although, you know this 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 past game, uh, Kerr shot it really well, really well. Uh, there were there were a number of guys who shot the ball uh, extremely well, and when that happens, you I mean you got a heck of a team. No nobody guards all five guys. Right. Nobody does because. Guys get beat. Somebody has to go help. That automatically leaves somebody open. And when you have guys making shots the way our guys were making shots, um, hard to guard. It's got to be frustrating, too, when, you know, guys come off the bench. And I want to kind of point the spotlight at Seth Wilson. Seth comes in off the bench, has had a very quiet few games. But he comes off the bench, hits. he's three for three for three puts up nine points, and, and hits some big shots when you needed them. And, and when you talk about beating a team like Kansas, who's ranked third in the, in the country, you need all your guys to kind of come in and do their thing. You know, and, and he did a great job, I thought. Well, Seth, Seth's a good shooter. Seth's a good shooter. He's, he's, uh, he, looks like, he looks like he's a running back what he looks like mm-hmm. I, every time every time i i'd see him go out there run around i keep looking around see if neil's anywhere <laughs> you know it's just he is uh he's a big strong guy but he shoots the ball i mean he's always shot the ball well i recruited him because he made shots mm-hmm. you know we we went through a, a a little period where we didn't have enough guys making shots uh and and i you know he and kobe are you know they're right up the road from where I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, so, and I'm very familiar and I know everybody in Canton, I think. So, uh, to recruit those, to, to recruit Kobe, uh, actually Kobe's dad lives in new Philadelphia, which is right adjacent to where I grew up. I actually, I lived in new Philadelphia just, uh, early on. And my dad, when my dad moved to new Philadelphia, but, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys, Kobe has has been terrific. I mean, when you think about it, think about what he did early on. Mm-hmm. Carried him, absolutely carried him, and and you know he's he does a great job playing point. Although when you look at him, you don't think that's not a point guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks more. He's like Seth. He kind of looks more like a running back than he does a a point guard. But he's done a he's done a terrific job for him. I mean, I'm. I'm extremely proud of those guys and, and what they've done. There were 12,000-plus in the house the other day. When you're coaching in an environment like that and you, you pull an upset, you beat number one Kansas back in 16. When you come back to this house we're sitting in, how long does it take for the adrenaline to wear off and for you to just kind of settle back down? Well, I used to go in my office and just shut the door and, and sit in there on the couch for a little while and then and then go home. Uh you know, just kind of. I think you want to savor it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you know, you you have a big win, um, you, you know, and it's you're you're kind of you're surrounded by media, you're surrounded by fans, you're surrounded by everybody, and uh, I just I just always kind of wanted to get away a little bit. I did I did the same thing in Cincinnati. I went to my office and shut the door and sat there and kind of decomposed and. And, uh, and then went home. We're here on Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins. More with Coach after this. Hey, 
Would you mind saying that? Little General Stores has served our hometowns for decades, providing those essential needs for the road of life. The LG family goes above and beyond to ensure that your experience is an easy one. That's why they offer the LG Rewards Card, a way to earn points for free drinks, coffee, and even discounts on fuel. Rest assured, you'll leave knowing they have your needs covered. Oh, and by the way, tell them Hug sent you. Little General Stores, your road's neighbor. Ball Automotive Group is here for all your automotive needs. We have three locations with over 300 new vehicles available and a great selection of pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ball Automotive has been an integral part of our community, which we have proudly served for over 20 years. With over 1,300 online reviews, you'll see why our customers keep coming back. To see what Advantage Toyota of Barbersville, Ball Toyota of Charleston, and LNS Toyota of Beckley have to offer, visit us online at ballautomotivegroup.com. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we're back on Full Court Press featuring the Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. This upcoming Saturday at Nitro Buffalo Wild Wings, we've got a Sugar Bowl Foundation watch party. Coach is coming down for it. Uh, Anthony, this is a great initiative that you head up. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm real excited to have Coach come down on Saturday. You know, I'm obviously getting to know him over the, the past few months. We, we have a lot of a lot of things in common, but the one thing that we have in common is we've both lost a parent to cancer. And um, he's, he's got a great thing going with his mother's endowment. We've got a great thing going with the Sugar Bowl Foundation, our relationship with Buffalo Wild Wings, and a lot of supporters in the Valley. And um, I just thought it'd be great if we could team up and we're going to make a presentation and donate the money to the Norman May Huggins Foundation. And um, I'm happy to do that, and I'm, and I'm happy that Coach can come down. So if you're in the Charleston area, uh, come by the Nitro Buffalo Wild Wings for the West Virginia-Oklahoma State game. We'll continue our conversation about the Kansas win a little bit longer. WVU played better offensively than I think you'd expect, and a lot of that has to do with made shots. Uh, 52% from the field, you score 91 uh, but I guess my general question as it pertains to the Jayhawks, Coach, did they look mortal? Did they look vulnerable? I don't know anybody in that in that uniform has ever looked vulnerable. <laughs> um, this is, it, it, it was not what you're used to seeing yeah. uh, from Kansas. I think this was probably um, one of the smaller teams. Take take the big fella out of the equation um, that that I've seen Bill have. I mean, usually their their front line is their first round draft picks and uh that's that wasn't the case uh this time but really really good players nonetheless they didn't seem to be as deep either as, as they usually are usually they've got two or three guys coming off the bench although the timberlake kid came off the bench i believe and um of course i was like oh they got another kid from the middle of nowhere out here lighting it up because i think it was a with the what's that kid's name uh Timberlake. Yeah, Timberlake. He with the kid they had last year. Was it Dick? Yeah, Grady yeah. Dick. Yeah, he 
he he didn't come off the bench though, but you know they just seem to find these guys that can come out and light you up. And but they just didn't seem as deep. And one of the things I noticed was this was not a typical Kansas defensive team, and they just seemed very to me they looked lethargic out there. They did not look like they wanted to be in Morgantown. Well, I think you know travel has a lot to do with it. You know, they I think they got in they got in a day before they really wanted to get in because mm-hmm. of weather and, and and all that. I mean it this is the this is the time of year where it's it's it is it's rough because of the because of the travel. You know, you're you sit on the you sit on the runway or you don't sit on the runway, you go in and you and you sit around in the in the airport. Um yeah, it's different. I mean and, and you're not you just don't, you know, you're, you, you become so used to, you get up, you, you get something to eat, you go to practice, then you go to film, you know, and then a lot of, most guys, the, 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 the really good guys are going to, okay, they're going to do that. And then they're going to go back in the gym and get shots. And particularly uh, if you play on the road, you're going to, you're going to go back in. Uh, the Coliseum's a different place. It's it's different than where they would play at home, and, and so they want to get in, kind of get a little more adjusted to the environment and and so forth, and 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 get more shots. So, yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's a lot more. They're they're a lot busier. Let me put it that way. They're a lot busier, I think, than what a lot of people realize, and and you know that and still they still have their their homework to do you know they still have they still have their academics to take care of you know we always had uh our guys come down and we had we had tutors Mm -hmm. there with them so they were they had tutorial and 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 get all that uh out of the way and they didn't they didn't particularly like that but i think they liked it they liked the result uh (laughs) when it was over with it's called a degree. <laughs> Up next, the Mountaineers go to Central Florida tonight for a 7 o'clock tip. Uh, fun fact I did not know about Coach till we started doing the show with him. Uh, you, you're a formal, former Central Florida assistant, right? Yeah, I was briefly. After the Walsh stint? I was, yeah. I, I, was, I was at Walsh, and uh, a very dear friend of mine, Chuck Mayshock, uh, Chuck said, I want you to come and, and, and be with me, so... Um, I went to Central Florida with Chuck. Uh, we were on, we were, I was on campus. We were on campus more, I think, than what maybe they're on campus now. But I was on, I was on campus in the kind of a smaller gym that they, that they still have. I think they've added on to it and some other things. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, what's a great deal. Now, Mike Carey's down there now, mm-hmm. uh, helping coach the women and loves it. I mean, absolutely loves it. So I, I talked to Mike. I've talked to Mike three or four uh, different times, and Mike and I are are very, very dear friends. So I, I think that's I think that's terrific. But uh, yeah, I was you know I was I was there with Chuck, and I went home one night, and my wife said this guy keeps calling, and I said, who is it? She said, I don't know, <laughs> but he keeps calling. And so the phone rang. She said, "Here." She gave me the phone. Gave me the phone, and the guy said to me, "The first thing he said to me was, are you ready to come home?'" And I'm like, "Yeah, 
I am. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really a Florida guy. Mm-hmm. Really, you know what I mean, I'm no. I'm not really a. Not a khaki shorts button down short sleeve guy. You don't. No, nah, no. You're a fisherman. <laughs> I, I, well, I love to fish. Yeah, the fishing. Absolutely, would be nice. I absolutely love to fish. But so, anyways, the guy says, "Are you ready to come home?" And I'm like, "To where?" And he said, "Home." And I said, "Yeah, sure." And that's when I ended up at the University of Akron. And 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 before I hung up, I said, "Could sir, could you tell me who this is?" <laughs> and he said. Uh, yeah, I'm Dominic Gazetta. I'm the president of the University of Akron. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah, on my way. <laughs> so, Could, I want to back up to the Kansas game for a second. Yeah. You know Bill Self better than anybody probably in the state of West Virginia. How did he not get attacked at the end of the game? He's Bill Self. <laughs> anybody, anybody, true or false, anybody else in that league gets, gets, gets teed up? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Bill's, Bill's kind of, uh, Bill is, I think the coach that, that everybody looks up to, you know, I think when, when, uh, Bill and I were there, all those guys would come to me and say, Hey, you, you can't let Bill run this thing. (laughs) You got it. You got it. So I would, you know, so I would mess with Bill a little bit just to, so have, have some fun, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they would always come to me and say, "You, God, don't don't let Bill don't let Bill run this whole thing." No, I mean, we, I, well, you know, hey, stand up. But you know, there's there's guys in this league. Jamie Dixon, uh, Jamie Dixon got a pretty good resume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, when you look around at the at the coaches in this league, they everybody's got a pretty good resume. <laughs> I'd love to see an all technical foul coaching team. The top five fiery coaches. That'd be. That'd be interesting. I think the guy to our right would have I a was going to say, I think I know somebody would probably <laughs> make that team. It, it was a great all-around day Saturday for West Virginia basketball squads. Did you see what the Mountaineer women did? Two straight games holding the opposition to zero in the first quarter. I Yeah, I did see that. They're kind of emulating the, the press Virginia style. Uh, well, i tell you what. Uh, he's a good coach. Yeah. He's, he's, he's actually a really good coach. So they, I, I can I can say this truthfully. I've never held anybody scoreless. My teams. They they was it Oklahoma? No, Houston. Houston and Cincinnati. They scoreless in the first quarter. Turn around a week later, do it to Cincinnati. It's the first time in NCAA history anybody's done it two weeks in a row or two games in a row. That's 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 amazing. One I of mean, the stat lines I think you would love is I think they turned them over. What it was twenty nine times against against the Bearcats. Well, I, I don't know what that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it really is. I, you know, and, and being in Cincinnati, I was there when Lori Pirtle was the coach. It was the women's coach. And, and, uh, wow. I mean, that's, that's a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, they, I, I always wanted to shut somebody out, but we never <laughs> did, but I always wanted to. Yeah, I figured you would, you would enjoy that. They went 35 points off of 20 some turnovers. They're playing some defense. Well, it's easier when they throw it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's let's, true, let's too. Be, let's be honest. That's I mean, true, too. If they throw it to you, it's a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, it takes two hands to clap, that's for sure. 
as we're going to look at the text line, got some solid action. This is from Scott in Charleston, 304-909-7040. This is for Coach. Opinion question here, and it's taken us too long to get there on this particular show. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Who's your goat? Um, Wow, that's hard. Mm. You got to say Jerry, right? Well, yes. I think I think you have to say Jerry. That's West. not a wrong answer. How about that? No, I I I mean I I have gone back and watched uh, a lot of the old. I would say old, but 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 the tape from you know quite a while ago, and what he was able to do is is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, when you think about it, I mean everybody everybody remembers Jerry's jump shot, which was which was deadly for opponents, but he also rebounded, rebounded the ball. He really rebounded the ball. He was a great athlete, just a, just an absolutely great athlete and a guy who uh, I've always looked up to. What's he do in college with a three-point line? Yeah. What's he, what's he do in probably, today's probably NBA? Probably look around for it because there wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> or even in today's NBA, you know, where they play some zone and dare you to shoot, and he could shoot, you know, so – he was a great athlete. He was, yeah. a, he, he, he was, he was a great athlete and he was, a, um, I mean, he could shoot the ball. I mean, he could, he could really shoot the ball. I, I, I can remember I was at, uh, a deal in Las Vegas, uh, and, and Jerry was one of the speakers there and we were in, we were having lunch and he was, he said, I need to go out and, and I uh, guess get some shots. He said, I haven't shot a ball in years. And, uh, I said, come on, I'll rebound for you, which was really pretty easy because all you do is stand underneath <laughs> the basket and catch Wait it for and it, yeah. throw it back to him. You know, it's not like you're you're with one of those guys that's banging it off the front of the rim <laughs> and you have to chase it down to the other end of the floor. You know, he's, you just stand underneath the basket and catch it and throw it back to Jerry. And he didn't hit the rim. And it was just, you know, you just stand over there and catch it and throw it back to him. That's Hugs on Full Court Press. Coach, good talking to you once again. Uh, let's, let's keep these wins rolling. It was fun today. West Virginia's top high school basketball title will come together February the 5th through the 8th on the campus of West Virginia State University as Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout. The shootout has been extended to four full days this year. Come see the top boys and girls teams in the state battle it out. 32 games in all. The first game step off at 9.30 each morning. Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout on the campus of West Virginia State University February 5th through the 8th. For a complete list of games, visit Parmar Stores on Facebook and X. If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. You work hard. You deserve a reward. The impressive performance of the new Acura TLX Type S. With a 3.0 liter V6 turbocharged engine that generates 355 horsepower. But that's not all. Reward yourself with the elegance of its sporty cabin. The new Acura TLX Type S. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. Lester Rains Acura now open in South Charleston, West Virginia. Visit LesterRainsAcura.com today. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And we're back on Full Court Press. We'll lead off the segment with our Alumni Hall trivia question. All right, it's that time again. Don't forget to visit our friends at Alumni Hall with locations in Morgantown and in Charleston. The phone number, 304-909-7040. The Alumni Hall trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card. Here's the question. 
Kansas was ranked third in their loss to WVU on Saturday. What's the highest ranked Kansas team that West Virginia has beat? Again, the phone number 304-909-7040. What's the highest ranked Kansas team West Virginia has ever beat? That's for a $25 gift card to Alumni Hall. At 7 and 11, WVU prepares to go to Central Florida on Tuesday for a 7 p.m. tip-off. Uh, rough one for the Knights yesterday, falling to Houston 57-42 Saturday. That is, how about 16% shooting for UCF? They were just smothered by that Cougars defense. That's happened to a lot of teams. Prior to that, they knocked off the Texas Longhorns 77-71, and it was a sort of a weird kerfuffle afterwards. Rodney Terry, the head coach for Texas, uh, took some issue uh, with some of the, the UCF players' behavior in the handshake line. Here's Rodney Terry postgame. Whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that. Wah, 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 Who's wah. we? I am so tired of people caring about horns down. It's not a 15-yard penalty in football. It's not some egregious attack of your character in basketball. Get out of here. I mean, you know, they're going to the SEC. They're going right. to the SEC. They're gonna get, hear re it. get ready. Get ready, <laughs> Texas, because you're going to hear it bad in the SEC. Look, I, I don't know much about Rodney Terry, but I'm, so, I'm like you, Michael. I am so tired of horns down. Like, it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of for people to get mad about. Like, it's like you're looking for a reason to get upset. It's the dumbest thing ever. Who cares? Like, who cares? If I were the Central Florida players, I'd have probably done it too. You, if you don't want people to do it, win. How's that? Yeah, like Jimmy Johnson used to say about the Miami Hurricanes, if you don't want me dancing in your end zone, don't let it score. Yeah. If you don't want people throwing horns down, win the ball game. I'm so sick of it. It started a few years ago in a course for West Virginia fans. Whenever uh, well, David Sills and those guys got the 15-yard penalties for the, the horns down gestures, and then it was on from that point for West Virginia fans. But it's been a thing in the Big 12, and here's the deal. Texas thinks that they are higher. They just sit real high on this pedestal in the league, them in Oklahoma. And if you have an opportunity to really rub it in on them, that gets under their skin. They probably shouldn't have let people know it bothered them. Well, because it's just like anything. What do you do? Don't do that, little kid, and you start, you know. Yeah, don't let them see you sweat. Right? Yeah. Te yeah. Texas, Texas, though, back to what you're saying up on that pedestal, why do they think Nebraska wanted away from them? Why do they want te Texas A&M wanted away from them? All these schools that left wanted away from Texas for a reason. I mean, like, could you be any softer? Could you be any softer? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Horns down. Who cares? He, he did later on apologize for the comments, but who cares? Uh, Texas bounced back. They knocked off number nine Baylor Saturday, 75-73. Tyrese Hunter with a game-winning layup. Um, and Jalen Bridges, he tied it up with a three ball, five seconds left. But Baylor just didn't stop the ball. you got to stop ball. That's the first priority. And Hunter went all the way to the rack. I watched this game, and it was a very entertaining game. I mean, Texas at halftime was 9 of 11 from three-point range. Very entertaining basketball game. Very good game. Bridges 5 of 9 from three, 15 points or se sorry, excuse 17. Me, 17 points for Baylor. And, yes, you're right. They didn't stop the basketball. But back to what we were just talking about. Then Rodney Terry jumps up and down like he wins the national championship. <laughs> and I believe he made that type of comment about the horns down in the uh, after the Central Florida game. His reaction yesterday was just as bad as what the Central Florida kids did, so I don't know what he's crying about. Yeah, he. I mean, he instantly, and I get it, you're in a close game, you beat a top-ten team, you, 
But here's the deal we were talking about before we even went on the air. John Beeline used to do it the best. Win or lose, he instantly turned. He didn't smile. He didn't do anything. He just turned and went and shook hands, and he was jumping around a little bit over there. So, I don't know. You, you can't cry about horns down and then exactly jump like, around. I don't care that the guy showed emotion. Had he not cried about horns down, I wouldn't have cared. You get excited. I mean, yeah, that's a big win for Texas. He should be excited. They ran but the oop to you. But don't cry when somebody else gets excited. <laughs> you were talking about stopping the ball. They ran the old oop to you. They did a little yeah. hook and ladder play. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what a game, though. And Bridges, man, he was. That was cold. That was a cold three, man. It was all net. That's the first time I've watched a lot of Baylor. That Baylor, Baylor, even in a loss, impressed me. They were winning at halftime, and Texas was nine of eleven from three point range, which is absolutely incredible to be even leading the game at halftime. I, I still think I, I really like Baylor. I think they may be the front runner in the league this year. It's just take, my opinion. I'll still take Kansas. Yeah, I mean I get it, <laughs> but after what I saw yesterday, right I, now I'm ooh, thinking man. Baylor. We'll go to the women's game. Uh, this panel had as many points as Cincinnati in the first quarter yesterday. <laughs> Incredible what Coach Kellogg's defense continues to do. 72-43, the Mountaineer women knock off the Bearcats. 16-2 and overall, 5-2 and in conference. Two weeks in a row, this team has held teams to zero points in the first quarter. That's now, don't forget, they play quarters in the women's game. So, pretty impressive. You don't see that very much. Um, you know, obviously that is a result of either two things, great defense and poor shooting. And I think they had a little bit of both yesterday. I think they said uh, Cincinnati missed eight shots in the first quarter. But, uh, you know, that's that, – but they could have been taking bad bad shots. Defensively, West Virginia forced 29 turnovers, 35 points on turnovers yesterday. And, um, you know, the Bear, again, the Bearcats missed the first eight attempts. But then you got Quinterly dropping, I think, 23 points. Jordan Harrison with 15. Diggs with 12. Fields with 10. Um, you're you're not going to beat a West Virginia team like that. And this is uh, – I think they've gone over to the men's side and stolen the Press Virginia um, logo off the off the floor and put it on their side because they are t- turning people over. They're playing fantastic basketball. And that's the, the, the key is, is they force these turnovers. Even in the losses, they force turnovers. So con- congratulations to them. Keep playing well. Keep buying in. You're doing a great job. And I hope they never go to quarters in the men, for the men's sake because I've seen the men struggle to score for 10 minutes and there might be a shutout <laughs> there in the first quarter too. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, they put this in a few years ago as just a test and a trial to see what they were if they were going to move it to the men's side. I kind of like it on the women's side. I don't know why when I watch the games, it just – it flows. It kind of feels like an NBA game a little bit. But, um, you know, it's been an int- – it'll be interesting to see if they move that over to the men's side. Uh, speaking of the NBA, Miles Deuce McBride got a start last week. He scored 20 points against the Magic on Monday. Uh, so good to see him taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, another thing happened in the NBA, kind of a weird story. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the Chicago Bulls honored um, one of the championship teams. I'm not sure which one it was. And when they announced Jerry Krause, the controversial general manager, Jordan won there, Pippen won there, but they announced Jerry Krause. All the fans boo, and his wife was there, and, and she was in tears, and it was just really disgraceful. He's one of the best general managers in the history of the NBA. He's probably two. He's probably two behind Jerry West, and to see that, that was awful. Like, how do you boo the man's widow? Like, why would yeah, you right. do that? Like, that's classless. I don't care. I don't care how what you think of somebody. Like, that's horrible. Don't do that. They won six championships. Be grateful for that. What have you been before and after that? Well, it just goes to show that the people booing probably don't pay much attention. They probably didn't even realize the man was dead. 
that, Let's that, just that's be possible. You know, and this is probably from that last dance. Yeah. These Johnny Come Lately fans that you know that are in their early twenties and they're wearing the six, you know, the three peat jackets. And, oh, we're the they greatest. Weren't, weren't even alive. During, yeah, they weren't even during alive the during the run. So, <laughs> you know, to to boo, to boo a widow is just disgraceful. I think it was one hundred percent Michael Jordan's fault. If you look at the last dance. When he talks about Jerry Krause, he goes on and on and on about the things that he didn't do well. But then when they talk about him being the architect of the whole deal, they just kind of gloss over it in five seconds. And, and I think what was supposed to be a Chicago Bulls documentary turned into a Jordan doc. And, and Jerry Krause, unfortunately, was just not painted well. Yeah, you still you still don't boo somebody like that. With never. The, I mean, never. That's ridiculous, especially when they delivered six championships and you've been nothing other than those six championships the, other, the whole rest of your existence. That'll do it for another edition of Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins. Full Court Press is produced by Michael Sussman and Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and Vandalia Media. For more information about Full Court Press, visit PressVirginia.com.